0: And welcome to episode 99 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. The NBA trade deadline was yesterday. We're going to break down all the major trades that went down. I'm going to throw out my grades and then Mookie Betts, the Mookie Betts deal. There's a snag in the Mookie Bet deal. We're going to break that all down. Darren Collison was at the Laker game last night. It felt like a recruiting visit. Darren Collison, I'm telling you right now, he will be a Los Angeles Laker within the next few weeks. All that much more here on Episode 99 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, wherever you get your podcast these days. And then be sure to head over to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. I want all your takes right down below in the comment section. But we've got a jam-packed show for you guys. Lots to get into. Friday's show. You know we're bringing it today. Takes on Takes. Topics on topics, but we've got lots to get into. So let's get right into it. Showtime! Are you ready? What it do, baby? Baby, baby. Let's get it on. The NBA trade deadline has came and went. Woj season, it's been real. We're throwing out our grades for all the big deals that went down yesterday, starting with, to me, with the biggest deal, which was D'Angelo Russell going from the Warriors to the Minnesota Timberwolves in exchange for Andrew Wiggins. So, the Wolves... They've been after D'Angelo Russell for years now. They tried to get him this summer. Instead, he heads to Golden State via sign and trade. Now, wait a minute. Didn't Bob Myers say that they signed him to play him? That they didn't sign D'Angelo Russell just to trade him? I know you remember this. Um, We didn't sign him with the intention of just trading him. We haven't even seen him play in our uniform yet, and and a lot of people have us already trading him. That's not how we're we're viewing it. Let's just see what we have. Let's see what he is. Let's see how he fits. Um... And so much for that. D'Angelo Russell, he doesn't make it past the first trade deadline. But, hey, it could have been mutual. D'Lo, he wanted to go play with his boy Carl Anthony Towns. And Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, they've been talking about linking up four years now. You remember the slam cover with Devin Booker, Kat, and D'Lo? They all talked about wanting to play with each other. Well, Carl Anthony Towns, he was very excited about the move. He even went to the airport to get D'Angelo Russell. Now, my question is, did he also go to the airport to drop off Andrew Wiggins? Because, (laughs) hey, that clearly wasn't working out. But here's Carl Anthony Towns at the airport welcoming his boy, D'Angelo Russell. Dope as anything. Yeah it into existence for years, the world gave us energy back. It's time. time Aw, oh. oh, that's sick. Aw, oh, that's sick. What's up, family? What's up, family? Hey, man, welcome this a movie to me, bro. This ain't real. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? Good to man. You all right? Hell yeah. What's up, guys? What's up man? You good? Yo. Glad to have you. Ah my dog you know it's a celebration Cody. you know what it is my dog every time this is okay coach I got you this now, my first takeaway is that, hey, these guys are really boys. You're going to see that chemistry on the court between Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, and then also Devin Booker's out there somewhere saying, hey, I want to be playing in Minnesota. Devin Booker's out there like Squidward looking through the blinds at Patrick and SpongeBob playing. And then the other takeaway is, hey, D'Angelo Russell, he's still working with the camcorder like Shaquille O'Neal at the 2001 dunk contest. With his first stop. No, but it was really great to see D'Angelo Russell. He makes it through the airport, and there are tons of Wolf fans welcoming D'Lo. How y'all doing, man? This is sick. This is sick. This is a movie to me. I appreciate y'all. D'Angelo Russell out there saying it's a movie. Hey, it could be called instead of Teen Wolf. Early 20s Wolf with Carl anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. How about Wolf of Ball Street or Dances with T-Wolves? Hey, whatever it is, their team got better yesterday because, one, you improve that chemistry, and, two, D'Angelo Russell, an all-star, a player that's shown in this league he can be productive and a player that works hard. Andrew Wiggins, we all know his M.O., very talented, but has he gotten the most out of that talent? And the Wolves, they unload that terrible contract. And yes, Minnesota was forced to include a lightly protected first-round pick, but what they did accomplish was they made Carl Anthony Towns happy. The best player, their franchise player, wanted to play with D'Angelo Russell, and they got their guy. Carl Anthony Towns told The Athletic, I think with D'Lo here, it's always going to be a big incentive for me to want to stay. D'Lo is a big part of everything the vision is. D'Lo always knows he's going to be wanted because his brother is here with him, and he always knows he's going to have his back covered because I'm always going to be there for him. I'd be lying if I told you I thought it was possible. I'm shocked like everybody else. We've been putting it into the universe since day one. We've never been shy about saying it in the media or interviews or wherever it may be. If you want something to happen you have to keep believing and keep saying it to the universe and repeating it and one day the universe will hear it and give you your wish. Now I don't know if Carl anthony Towns is reading the secret but it's no secret that these two have been trying to join forces for quite some time and to me the biggest part of this deal is keeping Carl anthony Towns happy. You do not want a disgruntled superstar and when you bring in D'Angelo Russell you bring in 23.6 points per game. 6.2 assists on 55.8% true shooting. He's also shooting 37.4% from three. So hey, you pair him with Carl Anthony Towns, you're still going to have some issues on the defensive end. And then they also traded Covington a day prior to that. But I like the move. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, I'm going to give this move an A. Not an A+, a solid A. You bring in D'Angelo Russell. Now, as far as the Warriors are concerned, I like this move for the Golden State Warriors. I've heard people out there saying, hey, they would have been better off not doing the sign-and-trade for D'Angelo Russell because then they could have kept Eguidala, ran that same core back, but hey, Andrew Wiggins, This year, he's having the best year of his career, averaging 22.4 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 3.7 assists on 53.5% true shooting. Now, yes, the much maligned Andrew Wiggins has not lived up to that contract. Five years, $147 million. But you bring him to Gold State, and what's been the issue with Andrew Wiggins? It's that competitive fire. Does he have that motor every possession? You put him with Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, and this Warriors culture, playing alongside Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, he's going to have to bring it, trust me. So I like this move. I think they can get a lot out of Andrew Wiggins. So I'm gonna give it an A minus. An A minus, I would give it a solid A if they were able to get Ben Simmons. There was some rumors about Ben Simmons for D'Angelo Russell. That probably was never gonna happen, But hey, you bring in Andrew Wiggins, I still think he has a lot of upside. And, I still, and he's a much better fit with Curry and Clay than D'Angelo Russell. So hey, I think it's a win-win, plus you got that first-round pick. I like the move for Golden State. I love the move for the Minnesota Timberwolves. The second biggest move yesterday was Marcus Morris headed to Los Angeles. Now, we all know he was going to be headed to Staples Center, but was it to play for the Lakers or the Clippers? He ends up going to the Clippers. Ramona Shelburne, she reported that they were fighting over him, the Lakers and the Clippers were. The Clippers didn't want to give up Kyle Kuzma in the deal with Danny Green so he ends up with the Los Angeles Clippers in exchange for Mo Harkless the Clippers 2020 first round pick the 2023 second round pick via Detroit and point guard Isuf Sanit so he ends up with the Clippers now Marcus Morris he's a gritty player he's a dog averaging over 19 points a game this year 43% three-point shooting. The only issue I have is, yes, he's got that usage rate. Will he be taking shots away from Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Lou Williams in crunch time. But hey, he's a versatile scoring wing that can provide some offensive firepower, some lineup flexibility in the playoffs. But to me, he would have helped out the Lakers more than he's gonna help out the Clippers. But if you're the Clippers, you keep him away from the Lakers. So that's a good move. I give it a solid B. They gave up a lot to get him in my opinion. And then for the Knicks, I give the Knicks an A for this move. Hey, he was going nowhere with the Knicks. You get that first round pick, they might buy out Mo Harkless. And they were just, the asking price was a little too high for the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't fault the Lakers for not making this move. So I'm giving a B for the Clippers. I'm giving it an A for the Knicks. And the next trade, Andre Drummond, one of the best big men in the NBA. you think you get a nice haul for him, right? The Cleveland Cavaliers gave up next to nothing. John Henson, Brandon Knight, not even the players, bobbleheads of those players, that's what they gave in exchange for Andre Drummond. Now, I'm just playing. They also included a second-round pick, but that was nothing for Andre Drummond. And yes, he can opt in to his $29 million option next season. And it was basically a salary dump for the Detroit Pistons, and if you look at them, really all he does is join Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson as players that Colin Sexton will refuse to pass to, okay? So I'm giving Detroit a big fat F for that paltry haul that they got for Andre Drummond. They are just lost as a franchise in Detroit. For Cleveland, I'll give it a C-. minus. It's really going to go nowhere, but hey, you got Andre Drummond. We'll see what happens. And then also the Houston Rockets, that Covington deal paid off in his first game four big threes last night 14 points eight rebounds four assists for the rockets i'm giving that an a i'm giving that an a because one they weren't playing capella in crunch time and they're committing to this small ball that beat the lakers last night russell westbrook spectacular 41 points on 60 percent shooting eight rebounds five assists dominated the lakers last night i'm gonna give that an a i'll also give that a b plus for the Atlanta Hawks. Clint Capella knows how to roll to the rim. He's a true rim runner. I'll give that a solid B+. I think it's gonna work well for the Hawks. Trey Young, nice pick and roll action for him. I love that move for the Atlanta Hawks. Still under contract. More than $51 million left on his deal. So he's locked up for a couple more seasons. And then Andre Iguodala, disgruntled in Memphis. Goes to Miami, signs that extension. I like this move for the Miami Heat. Justice Winslow, he's headed to Memphis. They also get Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill. So they add some veteran depth. Now they weren't able to finish a deal for Danilo Gallinari. To me, that would have taken them over the top and made them real contenders with the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference. I still like the deal for Miami. I'll give it a solid beat. Look, at the end of the day, Andre Iguodala is not going to give you 10, 15, 20 points a game. It's really just a top-end role player, but he'll fill a lot of holes for that Miami team. And then how about the 76ers? They acquire some shooting. They get Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III and Golden State gets a 2020 second round pick via Dallas, a 2021 second round pick via Denver, and a 2022 second round pick via Toronto. So Philadelphia, they were in desperate need of shooting. They got some with Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson III. We'll see what they can do. I give that a B-plus for Philly and an A-minus for the Golden State Warriors. Hey, you get no players in exchange. Can't give you a full grade, but hey, that's a lot of picks for players that had no future in Golden State. So I like that move. Gorgie Jang and James Johnson, they were swapped. Memphis in the Wolves, really a simple move. The Wolves, they need some more versatility, more of a defensive presence. They get that with James Johnson. I'll give that a C-plus for the Grizzlies, a solid B for the Wolves because they need that defensive presence. And then you had Atlanta getting some center help with Dwayne Dedman, a 2020 and 2021 second round pick, and the Kings get Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn. I like that move for both teams. More for Atlanta, because Atlanta's getting big down in the trenches with Dedman and Capella. I give them an A for that one, and I'll give the Kings a B. Dedman signed that three-year, $40 million deal with the Kings in the offseason, but hey, they did not help him in Sacramento. He wanted out immediately. Now, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they get an A for D'Angelo Russell. The Golden State Warriors, they get an A minus for Andrew Wiggins. But there was one team they got an A plus, and that was the Milwaukee. Bugs. Now, had they get an A plus because no teams really made any real earth shattering deals to be a true threat to them in the Eastern Conference. I thought if the Miami Heat were able to land Drew Holiday or Danilo Gallinari, then it could be interesting. But you saw yesterday they handled the Sixers with ease. The Celtics are they really a threat to the Milwaukee Bucks? I truly don't believe so. I think the Bucks are on their way to the NBA Finals after yesterday. Now, they didn't make a move. They stood pat. But to me, in the Eastern Conference, the book stops in Milwaukee. And the Los Angeles Dodgers, they finally make that big move, Andrew Freeman and company, they trade for Mookie Betts, the best player in the game, not named Mike Trout, not so fast. The deal has not been made official. There's a snag in the deal. Dodger fans everywhere are like, No way, not this time. No, not this time. No way, we got you. Not a chance. Not this time. But unfortunately for Dodger fans, the trade is currently on hold. It has been stalled for over 48 hours now, and it all stems from Dark Gratterall's throwing shoulders. So the hard-throwing right-handed prospect, he has shoulder issues. He's had injury issues in the past, and the Boston Red Sox, they slammed the brakes on this trade when they evaluated Dark Gratterall's right throwing shoulder so John Heyman he tweeted today the Red Sox are said to be trying to reconfigure the part of the bets three-team deal with the twins meaning more than Gratterall while there's still hope the mega deal gets done in some form some involved are now suggesting it's not a certainty Now, as someone who bleeds Dodger blue, my first response to this was, wait a second. There was a huge backlash in Boston. All the Red Sox fans, they were infuriated about losing the 2018 MVP, the second-best position player in Major League Baseball. You had guys out there like Bill Simmons. He called the trade indefensible. An article came out on The Ringer titled, The Mookie Betts Trade is a Disgrace for the Red Sox. Dan Shaughnessy said, Trading Mookie Betts means the Red Sox have given up on the 2020 season So I was fearing that, hey, maybe the Red Sox, maybe their ownership group says, hey, we see this backlash from the fans. The Boston Red Sox are the third most valuable franchise in Major League Baseball at $3.2 billion. Fenway Park, the highest ticket prices in Major League Baseball. I thought for a second, hey, maybe the Red Sox are looking for a way to get out of this deal to make their fan base happy. And then Mark Feinsand tweeted, Source familiar with the three-way Boston, Los Angeles, Minnesota trade said the sides are making progress and while a deal isn't likely to be finalized any earlier than Friday, it's still more likely to happen than not. And then John Heyman tweeted, talks will continue today between at least the Red Sox and Twins, but while there's obvious urgency here and all three teams are motivated to complete the Mookie Mega deal, movement has been slow. Boston is now believed looking for a second top prospect in addition to Gratterall. Heyman would go on to tweet, Red Sox are still seeking a top 10 Minnesota Twins prospect in addition to Gratterall. Thus far, Twins are saying no, hashtag Mookie. He would continue, agent Scott Boris. Bruised our Gratterall through without limitation and 100 miles per hour in majors for weeks to end 2019, and he has no great medical concern. They're relying on cursory medical record review, yet noted orthopedic doctors who saw him say there's no issue going forward, hashtag Mookie. Then he would tweet, there's been a lot of back and forth between Red Sox and Twins to try to wrap up the Mookie mega deal and just in case the Red Sox and Dodgers are also looking at ways to deal without the Twins, either directly or by using a different third team. Now, I think it's important to note that this is not just about the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's not just about getting Mookie Betts into the best shade of blue ever created, Dodger Blue. You have four teams that are involved in this trade, and they're all unhappy. The Boston Red Sox, they don't feel like Gratterall is enough. you got the Minnesota Twins. They wanted Kenta Maeda, and then now Artie Moreno is very upset about the trade snag. He wants Jock Peterson, and he wants Ross Stripling, and he wants it finalized. Well, the Players Association, they came out today, and they were heated. The head of the Players Association, Tony Clark, he said in a statement he talked about he called it unethical leaking of medical information and the perversion of salary arbitration, and in the statement he says, the proposed trades between the Dodgers, Red Sox, Twins, and Angels need to be resolved without further delay. The events of this last week have unfairly put several players' lives in a state of limbo. The unethical leaking of medical information, as well as the perversion of the salary arbitration process, served as continued reminders that too often players are treated as commodities by those running the game. Now what it all boils down to is the fact that the Red Sox, they thought they were getting a starter. Well, according to Ken Rosenthal's piece in The Athletic, he writes, The Red Sox, after viewing the medical records of Twins right-hander Bruce Dar Graterol, projected him more as a reliever than as a starter, according to sources involved with the discussions. As a result of that valuation, the Sox might ask for an additional player and or money to bridge the gap though it is unclear whether the player would come from the Twins or the Dodgers, sources said. Now, Gratterall is currently ranked as the 83rd best prospect. According to MLB Pipeline, he's got a great fastball, a plus slider, the only issue with him is the injury concerns. He's 21 years old, he's already undergone Tommy John surgery, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but he missed more than two months last year with a right shoulder injury, he made 11 appearances For the Minnesota Twins last year. And the issue with him, like I said, is the injury concerns. Well, if you're the Boston Red Sox, you knew this going in. You knew very well that he had shoulder issues that he had Tommy John and if you're the Boston Red Sox hey Gratterall can still be a lead now the fear is hey are the Red Sox having sellers remorse do they want to keep Mookie Betts I don't think that's gonna be the case before Dodger fans want to go out there and crush 12 Micheladas to ease the pain of losing Mookie Betts I still think this deal gets done you have to focus on the fact that Andrew Freeman and Brian O'Halloran they have a relationship with their days with the Tampa Bay Rays, I don't think they would do each other like that. They've had trades in the past with the Red Sox and the Dodgers. I don't think they would fracture that relationship. But if you're the Dodgers, you do whatever you have to do to get Mookie Betts in Dodger Blue. That is the only priority right now, whether you have to include more prospects, find another team to get involved in this trade, whatever it takes to get Mookie Betts in Los Angeles, you do that. And if you're the Boston Red Sox, this is not a good look. This is not a good look with the Players Union, with the team around the league it really looks like you're nitpicking and you're backing off a deal that you already agreed to now when it's all said and done will Mookie still end up in Los Angeles at this point I'd still take those bets but before we wrap I want to hit you with the get more sports fact of the day which NBA player has gotten traded the most in NBA history that goes to Chris Gatling 12 seasons got traded eight times from Golden State to Miami, Dallas to New Jersey, New Jersey to Milwaukee, Milwaukee to Orlando, Orlando to Denver, Denver to Miami, Miami to Cleveland, and Cleveland back to Miami. Made the all-star team in 1997, 10.3 points per game for his career. But that is going to do it for Episode 98 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Have a great weekend. See you guys Monday, and I'm out.